Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the Dreamers Podcast. I hope you all are enjoying it as much as I am. Um, I'm really enjoying doing these podcasts. Um, And I don't know if I have any listeners right now. I'm only a few in. Um, And I have to be honest, I'm not even sure how to gain listeners. So, um, I'll just keep doing it and doing what the Lord's laid on my heart to do. And we'll see, we'll see how it goes from here. Man, so many things have got on here lately that have really confirmed my faith in Jesus Christ. And I am so thankful for that. You know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, live your life where, you know, um, it's, you, you know that you have faith in God and you know that you love him. You know that he's working things out for your good and, but everything's just going good. And then, you know, you hit some hard times and you still know that you're still, you still know that you love him. You still know that things are working out for, for your good and for his glory. And you just, you keep believing that. And then things are still kind of bad and you wonder, okay, Lord, you know, when's this going to let up a little bit? (laughs) I'd really like some. Uh, respite here and so you keep praying keep seeking after him keep following his will for your life and and he just works things out I remember here a while back um, something had come up in me and my wife's lives lives and one night I just got down on the floor in our bedroom Um, she was in the living room area of our home And I got down in the floor in our bedroom and I just poured out my heart to God. I didn't say anything out loud. I just, you know, just poured out my heart to him, you know, just speaking to him within myself and, um, just said, Lord, you've, you've got to help us. We, we can't go on anymore. We just, we don't have the strength to, to keep going. And, you know, I said my, 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 I had my little time of prayer there and just said my little, my little bit. And in 10 minutes, I know it sounds crazy, but within 10 minutes, um, God had answered our prayer. And within a day, uh, let's see, well, it was maybe just a little bit over a day, maybe, just, maybe just a little bit over 24 hours. He, he answered our prayer in an even bigger way. And so that confirmed my faith in him. And it's so good to have those times whenever you, 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 your faith is confirmed through God actually working visibly in your life. I love those times. And, um, the same thing has happened here within the past couple of days. Uh, my wife and I have just really poured out our heart to God's and asked, get to God and asked him, to come through for us and help us with a certain situation. And he is working. Um, we got an answer to our prayer that we prayed last night, um, today, uh, or part of an answer to our prayer. And so I just believe God to answer it completely and wholly. And I know that he will because he's done it before. And so one of those songs that's been on my mind tonight is a song by a group called The Isaacs. And this song says, he understands my tears. Um, I'm not going to sing it for you. Um, The verse, though, it says, 
It's hard to believe he still loves me, knowing how wrong I have been. When all I can say is I'm sorry. When all I can feel is my sin. He understands when all I do is cry. He feels the hurt that no one can see down inside. And when the words get in the way, I know he still hears, for he understands my tears. You may not believe that I'm broken, for all you can see is my smile. Oh, but he hears the heart that's unspoken, and he gives me strength through each trial. He understands when all I do is cry. He feels the hurt that no one can see down inside. And when the words get in the way, I know he still hears, for he understands my tears. Man, there's sometimes whenever I've gotten down to pray and I don't have anything to say. It just, sometimes it hurts too much to even, to even say anything. And I'm so glad that God can understand. And the reason he understands is because he sees us. He, 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 he really does see us as individuals going through what we're going through. And he's also, he's also been where we are. And so that's, an, that's another way he understands. He's walked the same path throughout life that we have. And in an even rougher path in some, in some cases. And another song that I was listening to tonight, I think I already mentioned it. The name of it is From the Depths of My Heart. And the first verse says this. It hasn't been a bed of roses since I started on my way. And Lord, you know I'm not complaining. There's just something I should say. For I've reached desperation and I've stumbled since my start. Now I've grown weary through the years. But now I'm crying bitter tears from the depths of my heart. And the chorus says, From the depths of my heart, Lord, I'm calling out to you, for I need you here to lead me. I've done all that I can do. Lord, I'm trying to do my part, to see that others make it through. And though I know I don't deserve you, still I'm trying hard to serve you from the depths of my heart. The second verse says, it's not a prayer just from the lips. It goes much deeper than the words. It's not a worthless expression. I just need to be heard. For Lord, I need to reach your throne, and I know exactly what I'll do. I'll just fall down on my knees. I know you will hear the pleas from the depths of my heart. From the depths of my heart, Lord, I'm calling out to you. For I need you here to lead me. I've done all that I can do. Lord, I'm trying to do my part to see that others make it through. And though I know I don't deserve you, still I'm trying hard to serve you from the depths of my heart. That is so good. You know, it's amazing what people who don't even know what you're going through, but they've been through things themselves, how they can capture a lyric, and it just helps so many people. It's so amazing. If you if you um, want to hear how it goes and, uh, you know, the lyric and the music together, you can go on YouTube, search the Isaacs, and it it should pop up as one of the top uh, choices. But it's called From the Depths of My Heart, and the other one was called um, He Understands My Tears. 
So it's really good lyric, really good for helping people who are going through a rough patch, you know, in life, a rough time. And it just, it's just, it's just a sweet, sweet lyrics, just sweet music as well. And really impactful. I don't know how many times I've went back and listened to that. And <laughs> just really poured out my heart to God and just cried tears and in prayer, um, needing to hear from him and needing him to, to give me a, a way out of the situation that I was in or, or show me, um, and lead me and guide me, um, through the situation at least so that I could actually make it through with his peace and his, his help. So anyways, that's kind of what we've been going through. And, you know, the Lord's really been helping us, really been encouraging us uh, just by answering prayers um, and giving us his peace and his love and his joy and showing us much kindness. So we're, we're so extremely thankful for that. God is so good. Uh, there's something else I want to talk about here. Um... I was filling out a survey that Tom Rainier posted on Twitter and a couple of the questions really got to me. He was wanting to know, um, about, or he was asking who was in this, in the survey, he was asking who had actually grew up in church and left the church and come back. So he was kind of wanting to know why people left, how long they were gone and why they came back in this survey. And a couple of the questions really, um, stuck out to me. One of the questions was asking, why did you leave? And what was the cause of it? And my answer was, um, when I, when I actually, of course I said, I grew up in church, but when I quit the church, my, my reason was I, I had lost faith in people and, as a result of that, I had lost faith in God. Um, but since I'd come back to, you know, a relationship with Christ and, you know, seeking after him, I've realized that faith in Christ is, is all I can really hope for. I can't place the same type of faith and trust in people that I have in God because people are created beings um, and they have a fallen nature. But I must keep my relationship with God intact and current. Um, he's always proven to be faithful and even more than faithful to me in every area of my life. And even when people claiming to follow him are wrong and sometimes, just to be honest, sometimes they just plain suck. Uh, Jesus never fails in spite of all of you know the people that are following him, how, how much they failed, you know, me and and different ones in, in the church arena. I have to keep my eyes on him and follow after him, no matter what the circumstances are around me. And so I want maybe to encourage someone today that if you're, if you're losing faith in people, your faith is in the wrong, is in the wrong thing. People are always going to fail. Um, maybe not in some big, you know, extravagant way, but people can fail in that they don't always exemplify the love of Christ like they should. They don't always 
have that wellspringing of joy in their life like they should because we're fallen people where we have a broken nature. And even though we, we must always try to have that contact with Christ and continually abide in Christ, um, you know, each and every day by praying, you know, having that conversation with God and also reading our Bible, which is, which is Jesus. Jesus is the word. Um, he was the word made flesh. Even though we are, you know, praying, reading our Bibles, trying to have that close relationship with him and follow after him, you know, sometimes being people, you know, just being human, sometimes we fail. And so we can't place too much faith in people. Although I do have faith in, in people to some extent, and I do trust, you know, people to some extent, some people. Um, ultimately, my faith and my, all my trust is in Jesus Christ, knowing that he never fails. And so that's one thing I had to learn was that Jesus Christ is, is my all in all. I have to keep my eyes on God. Um, another one of these questions that he asked was, what advice would you have for a pastor to ensure that um, someone doesn't leave their church like you did? And what advice would you have for a pastor um, to um, reach out to to the lost and hurting around around him or around the church? And my answer to that was just plain love. L-O-V-E, love. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it talks about, you know, all these gifts of the Spirit and, you know, tongues and interpretation and prophecy and whatnot. But it ultimately it comes down to love. The greatest of these is love. And love is the first fruit of the Spirit. And I don't really know if that means it's the, it's the you know, the primary fruit of the spirit because there's so many you know self-control and humility and kindness gentleness there's a lot of good fruits of the spirit but the first one is love and in first corinthians chapter 13 it says um, the greatest of these is love so I, I feel like we must love people we must we first off we must love god and then we must love people um despite the flesh and sin we must love people despite the flesh and the sin surrounding them because souls are eternal and we must win them. Um, we need to stop focusing on using the gifts of the spirit to further our ministry and to, and use them to genuinely help a soul. Um, ask, ask God for them, ask God for the gifts and ask God for the fruits of the spirit to be at work in our life as well. You know, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. We must have those things. Um, we must get the focus off of our stature and our, our just our stupid pulpit. <laughs> we, we, we need to get our eyes off of having a status or an affluence, uh, or, 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 or the, get our eyes off of the, the stature or the affluence of our church and our congregation. Um, get our eyes off of the fact that those street children or those homeless people might mess up a pew or a piece of carpet. We need to get our focus off of ourselves. Focus on Jesus and his plan to build the kingdom. And don't stop our efforts to work for the kingdom. Even though we may have been unsuccessful, 
the first 1,000 times in our efforts to, to build God's kingdom through different means and methods. You know, Thomas Edison had such a passion to endure multiple unsuccessful attempts at creating the light bulb. But he, 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 he did succeed after a point. And sometimes I feel like Christians are so lazy and complacent when it comes to winning souls. Um, sure, we may fail a few times, but we've got to find that right method, never undermining the message of the gospel, but find the right method to reach someone. And there could be multiple different methods that, you know, that are successful in reaching people. Um, but we really need to get off our bum and, and find the right ingredients to light up our world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, like Thomas Edison found the right components to light up the world with the light bulb. It's so amazing. Um, you know, there's, there's always been electricity, you know, there's, there's lightning. <laughs> it's been around since the beginning of time. Um, so electricity has always been a force, but we've never been able to, or we hadn't always been able to use it effectively, you know, um, that, that electricity. And there's always been the power of God. It's just sometimes we don't use it effectively. We don't use it to the, to the, to the full potential that it has. Um, we also need to get a closer relationship with Jesus Christ in order to be effective pastors and ministers and just really effective Christians. We have to get a closer relationship with Christ um, if we're going to reach people, we have to get more of him and we have to get less of us. If that makes sense. We need to lose our agendas. We need to find out what God's purpose is and what his plan is for our lives and our churches. We need to get a vision of things impossible, things no one has even seen yet. And pass the vision, the passion and the purpose onto our churches. And, you know... One thing that would really change a, a church service or, or a church or a congregation, one thing that would really change a lot of congregations is just greeting people at the door when they come in. Smile at them. For once in your life, smile at the people coming in your back door and have the Holy Spirit behind that smile and have the Holy Spirit behind that handshake. And let the fruits of the Spirit that's hopefully being cultivated in your life shine through the love and the joy and the peace. The unity of the Spirit amongst the congregation of believers in the church. That would be so amazing. And we also have to be sensitive to the Spirit and realize that our opinions and personal preferences may not be the Holy Spirit's leadings. Because sometimes we have this personal opinion and we think that we're right and we try to implement our personal opinion and our preferences in everything that we do. But sometimes, if we're listening to the Holy Spirit, He may want us to do something completely out of our comfort zone. You know, go up and talk to someone, initiate a conversation, and maybe be a little bit awkward. But if it's God's leading and he's helping and you're trying to be an encouragement to help and not trying to push someone down and, or downgrade them and you're really trying to be sensitive to God's leading, 
then it can only get better. It can only do, th- <laughs> it can only, um, do things for the positive. So, uh, that was my answers. And I just wanted to share those. Not that they're, you know, exceptional, um, deep things, but it's some of the things that I've experienced in my life. Um, I, I don't really want to go into detail, but I remember, um, growing up when someone would come into church in, in our church service, you know, a stranger, someone that no one knew and no one really went to talk to them. No one really greeted them and said, Hey, we're so happy you're here. What's your name? Where's your, what's your address? Where are you from? You know, let's, here's a gift. I hope you come back. We'd love to have you as a part of our church and this growing congregate. No one ever did that. So that's something that I'd really like to implement in my own life. And it is awkward. It is, it is a little, you know, different getting out of that comfort zone and, and trying to, to reach someone through kindness and love, you know, and letting the peace of God in your life, um, just surround them as well. Okay, one more thing. Another thing I've been thinking about is uh, the goodness of God. Um, you know, I've, I've heard people ask the question, you know, why God? Why did you let this happen? And why now? You know, all these different, why, 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 why? You know, um, we, think, we think God is good when he's meeting our, 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 our needs and our wants. We think he's good when he's, when he's doing good to us or when things are good around us. But when, when God doesn't meet the need, like we think that he should, then sometimes humans can throw a temper tantrum and ask, why this? Why that? And we begin to wonder sometimes if he really is good or was he ever good? Because, well, things are bad now. So how can a good God allow bad things? My goodness, God is good. He is so good. And if, if God chooses to withhold his blessings in our lives, then that's okay. They're his blessings to do with as he chooses. And he's still good, even when we don't get what we want, or what we need, or what we think we deserve or need. He's still good. We may not understand the rough patches on the road of life, but they're there. They're always going to be there. And... He says those rough things in our life will turn out for our good. They will better us, and they will always be for his glory. In this modern age we live in, a lot of things fill in those potholes on the road of life. You know, we've got it so much easier than others who've lived throughout the course of history have ever had it. And we have air conditioning and heat when we need it and even more than we need. And we have comfortable beds to fit our sleeping style and to support our particular bone structure. And our, we even have pillows that will do that to fit our neck and our head just perfectly. We have water that runs through the pipes in our homes. And we all have at least one room in our home 
dedicated to flushing unwanted fluids and such things out into the sewage pipe, you know, way far away from our home. And in this day and age in which we live, we, we sometimes wonder, well, why did God let me get the flu? You know, why am I having these headaches? Why did that person have to die so soon? And in asking these questions um, with fear and disgust, I, I feel like sometimes we begin to think of God irreverently. Um, and we shouldn't. That's, I feel like that's, that's wrong to think of God in an irreverent manner. And to, you know, it's okay to, to wonder and it's okay to ask him. Um, but it's never okay to fear, um, to have fear and disgust toward him. Now, the Bible does say that we're supposed to be reverent whenever it says um, in being in having the fear of God and in, in being fearful of God. It's talking about the reverence of God and understanding that he is so awesome and to, we have to hold him in awe, but we can never have fear and disgust toward him in, in a bad way. So I don't want to ever do that and think of God irreverently. And God has been so good to us. And, and humans have been so bad. And yet God's goodness still prevails in our lives to such great extents. And when sin and disease that, you know, that occurred at the fall uh, in the Garden of Eden, when sin and disease touch our temporal lives on this earth, we start asking God these questions unfairly. And we lose sight of the fact that he's good. And even though these bad things happen because of the sin that surrounds us, we must never forget that God is a good God. <laughs>